0: Oh, hello, Holly.
1: Hello, Dave.
0: What's going on?
1: Hey, and everybody, welcome to what difference does it make? Yeah, it's exciting. Wait, you're supposed to say the podcast.
0: The podcast, yeah. <laughs> the podcast is exciting.
1: Yeah. So, welcome. Hey, how how are you?
0: I didn't get the script today.
1: <laughs> I figured you'd know it by heart. This by is now.
0: All, It feels like we're we're just talking, but we're actually this. We write this script out every every That's week. It. Everything is, is scripted.
1: You'd never know.
0: This part we're talking about. Scripted. Crazy. Not. What? <laughs> what? Okay, so we have a podcast. What is this all about? Why are we doing this? What's going on? We are on?
1: talking 80s. We're talking mostly 80s music. Mm-hmm. Some fashion and pop culture. Mm-hmm. TV, movies. Yeah. what I mean by pop culture. Yes. But mostly music because we love 80s music.
0: Indeed. Don't we, Dave? We do. Yes, of course. Um, and just as a springboard, we've been using the K-Rock 106.7 songs from the entire decade of the 80s. We did 1980, we did 81, I, 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 what comes next? 82. 82, <laughs> perfect, I, I'm still learning. Um, I, I couldn't remember. And okay, and now we're doing 1983, and we are counting down the 106.7 songs of 1983 that were played on the world-famous K-Rock
1: we also remember we want to remind our, our listeners that while we are using a list of 106.7 songs because that was their frequent that is their frequency they have since pared it down to 80 songs so 26.7 songs have been eliminated from each year and it's been fun to guess whether a song's been eliminated or not and we are pretty much mid 1983 now right mid
0: would you call number 70 mid
1: <laughs> No, I guess right. I would call we 50 are, mid.
0: Both of us are bad at math. Okay. So yes. that's okay.
1: Yes, a shout out to my <laughs> to my BFF Fable who we met in uh, remedial math in college.
0: You were in remedial math?
1: Yeah. Right. Math 098 or 099 or An something o like that. An O class? An O class. Oh my yeah. God. Super proud.
0: You ah. managed to to rise above
1: I have risen above, yeah. and I... Did you take I,
0: another math class after that?
1: Why would I ever have taken another math class? Well, yeah. I probably... There there might have been another requirement. I might have blocked it out, and I probably haven't used any kind of math, sure. much math since, nor have I been able to help my children in math as they've grown past probably sixth grade. Mm, okay. But as a podcaster and talking about 80s music, how often do I need math?
0: You- well, apparently you need it because uh, you don't know what half of 106.7 is. <laughs> okay.
1: Back to the original point. That is a good point. Maybe I should go back and take a refresher math class. That's
0: all right. Were you a mathy? I was not, uh, not a mathy, but I, I did okay in math. I remember taking a statistics class in math. You know. Yeah. Baseball fan, you got to learn a little math. Sure.
1: Actually, so it's my, all math
0: now in baseball.
1: It is all It is all math and uh Sam, my son, my seventeen-year-old youngest child, oldest son, mm-hmm. is taking. He opted for statistics over calculus as a senior in high school. Um, I guess he he finds that he will never have a use for calculus, but statistics there may very well be a use for in the future.
0: For sure, mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah. If he loves baseball, yep. I mean, you read anything about baseball, it's all numbers.
1: He he does, and it's, it's crazy in, yeah. numbers now. Yeah, <laughs> not sure not sure how I feel about that, but you know.
0: No. Okay. <laughs> Could lead to a future for your oldest son. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe it will. Okay. Stay tuned. By all the right. time we get to uh, 1989, maybe he'll have a, a career already. Maybe he'll be open in his full fledged career.
0: Goes <laughs> on. This will go on forever. Yeah. If if all else, uh, <laughs> if all goes according to plan. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, part math is counting backwards. Can you, uh, as we count down? You know, the smaller the number, the bigger the hit.
1: How about thanks, Casey? How about if we start with seventy today?
0: Okay, so this uh, week we're going to go from seventy to sixty-one. Yes, these are the songs that were originally played on Q. This was their year-end list, and then I will say whether it is on the updated list of uh, that's on the uh, HD two station, the world famous K Rock. You'll say 80s. if the song what, uh, is still on, you'll I'll ask me and I'll, I'll tell you if the song is still on. Right, I'll ask you if you think it's still on and uh, I'll let you know. Okay. The answer may right surprise this. you.
1: <laughs> Very good. I thought it was a teaser.
0: It, it's always a teaser. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so let's uh, let's uh, fire it up and uh, get started. What? Uh, where are we?
1: 70, we are at 70 and 70 is Falco.
0: Falco. With
1: Der Commissar.
0: Alles klar, Herr Kommissar. <laughs>
1: Okay, you know we probably have German listeners.
0: Alles klar, Herr Kommissar.
1: Do you know what that means?
0: Uh, you can go ahead and tell me.
1: It means everything okay, officer? Yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think I knew that at the time.
0: You cool, Kommissar? Yeah. You
1: cool, officer? I'm good. I'm cool.
0: <laughs> I'm cool. You cool? <laughs> did you watch the video?
1: I did not watch it this time.
0: It's great. It's just hilarious. But, I mean, he looks like... <laughs> he, he looks like
1: what? Does he look like a a comic first,
0: star? First of all, a lot of cocaine is probably in his system during the shooting of this video.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But he's got the sunglasses. He looks kind of like um, I hate to say like a giant douchebag. <laughs> 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 but but you know he's got that. I that do atti- remember. But he he does have that attitude. But it plays as a rock star. You know, like looking back, like oh okay, that's eighties rock star. It's kind of fun to see the backdrop of of um a police car, and then he's running. And it's but you know it look it doesn't look real at all. But uh, that was well, that was the video. But he he did his like, little dance. He looks like uh, Donald Trump Jr. or something. He just got the the slick back hair and the sunglasses. I don't know. He looks a little bit like like George Michael in a way.
1: Well, it can't be a bad look.
0: In the early '80s, it was a great look, and he looks you know like looks the, the he looks like the cocky rock star.
1: Okay. Douchey, as Which, you might say.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens when you ingest a lot of cocaine, allegedly. This song by Falco was number one in Germany, number one in Austria, number one in France, Italy, Japan, and Spain. What about the U.S.? Uh,
1: it was not number one here.
0: No, it did not. Not like
1: Rock Me Amadeus.
0: No, this did not, did not make a mark at all.
1: Oh, at all.
0: Why was Falco not, you know, this huge international hit was not on the charts. Falco's version was all in German. After the Fires version is in English. English, Right. Yes.
1: He did. He actually encouraged English speaking bands to record his song because he felt it would help him make inroads in the U.S.
0: That worked. (laughs) That worked out (laughs) well.
1: Because we do know Falco for the song.
0: Yes, exactly. What's really interesting is um, as I was doing my deep dive, I heard this song uh, by Laura Branigan called Deep in the Dark. Yeah. Did you listen to that?
1: No, (laughs) No, I didn't listen to it. You
0: need to listen to things.
1: I know. I do listen to things.
0: <laughs> this was I
1: can I, yeah. You went pretty deep on this. Go
0: go on YouTube and listen to Deep in the Dark, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you will post it on social media. It's the exact instrumental version, the instrumental version, but different lyrics.
1: But is you? But it's a translation of the lyrics, isn't it?
0: No, no. For Laura Branigan, yeah, it is. No, the the chorus is Deep in the Dark, oh oh, oh with thunder in her heart, oh oh, oh. that was I'm gonna delete that that's gotta that's horrible
1: okay. <laughs> no no <laughs> but see, anyway you, but yeah. she, she so
0: she did her own okay added her own lyrics to to that song
1: okay i will i promise that's i promise okay. and i'll and i'll post i'll go back and listen and i'll post
0: all right were you a Laura of brannigan fan
1: i was not what i i <laughs> what am i Gloria. gonna say i respect her <laughs> uh, i know she's talented has many fans yeah. i don't dislike her just yeah. not a fan
0: 1983 was a good year yeah. for laura she had a hit with Solitaire, it was number seven. Yeah. That was the follow-up to to Gloria. Um, and she had another song on there called um, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? Do you know that song?
1: I do. I'm um, not going to sing it. You're no, not going to like it. No, I know,
0: look. but, but who, who sang that song? He's also the writer.
1: Ah, you put me on the spot.
0: I know. That's what I do here.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm on Jeopardy and I'm just, hmm.
0: No, you would have been passed over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, Michael Bolton, yeah, that was his. That was his first hit. That's um,
1: a mental block, I think.
0: That, that's okay. <laughs> but Laura, Laura had a hit with that originally, and then of course Michael took it to Stratosphere and he wrote it. Yeah, it yeah. was originally written for Air Supply. Did you know that?
1: Why did that not surprise me?
0: Yeah, um, they wanted to make some lyrical changes, and Michael was like, "Nope, I want as is." And so they gave it to Laura, and there you go. Wow!
1: Sure. And Michael Bolton said, "Do you know who I am? The you don't is change history. my songs." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, as I did my deep Laura Brannigan dive, I also saw she was she did a guest appearance on Chips in which she played Sarah, the lead singer of the female rock band Cadillac Foxes.
1: <laughs> that is a very 80s name.
0: I love that name, <laughs> Cadillac Foxes.
1: Hmm, I have an idea for your future. When we retire from podcasting, oh, that's never... we can do a girl band. We can be, do, be girl band managers and okay. we can restart the Cadillac Foxes.
0: I, I would 100% be into that. Okay. <laughs> is this song still on the updated list? Oh,
1: yeah. No question.
0: No question. Okay. Would you care to guess it was number 70 in 1983 in this updated list? Where is it?
1: 65.
0: Good guess. 62. Oh. Very good.
1: Do I get extra points for that?
0: Sure. I'll give you points. Okay. There you go. Okay. So let's move on to number 69. This song, um, <laughs> Radio Free Europe by R.E.M., our first uh, REM sighting.
1: Yep, this is what reeled me in, <laughs> and this got it, you. Yeah, yeah, uh, this got me into them. But I'm going to pretty much let you do all the talking about uh, REM because Dave is the. Well, I'm, I'm
0: not. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, you
1: are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but
0: it it was one of those things where you I heard this and it was no, like nothing I would heard on on K Rock. Yeah. But, and then you see pictures of them. I I don't know. It was just something different and compelling. Uh, I don't know, but they, they kind of, they were just, they mm-hmm. were, they were a little bit older than me, um. but they kind of dressed like me. They, you know, like, you know, you watch them like these, these are.
1: Dave dresses these. like a hipster, just so you know.
0: No, these, R.E.M. were not hipsters. They were just guys who played rock music.
1: Yeah, but they're kind of hipsters. They were hipsters before the hipster, before the, Without being hipster. No, yeah. I didn't, no, they, they
0: didn't nice. come across as being hipsters at all to me. To a young dave sloan that's uh, because
1: but these were just you were one yourself these you were just, recognize it
0: yeah, i don't know they were just yeah they were just guys from athens Georgia. you know P Fuck worked in a record store and and so you know like someone like springsteen he was 35 what, or 30 you know in his 30s who knows what you know he's old he's, he's over lived He's lived
1: a life that we know nothing about i mean that we
0: yeah he's over yeah. really i mean i last out would heard was nebraska like Forget this guy. This is this is it. I'm never going to follow Springsteen. You know, he knows if he puts out anything again. But this Certainly this not. thing from REM was something uh, exciting. The, this song originally came out in 81, um, which I, and actually I didn't know anything about. I knew it. I was familiar that it came out on Hib Tone. That's, I didn't know anything about Hib Tone. So, of course, I look on Wikipedia and it's uh, a, <laughs> a label that was based in Atlanta and they released eight records the person that was uh, in charge of hip tone was johnny hibbert a law student at woodrow wilson college of law whoa and yeah so they they put out eight records one of them happened to be radio free europe with sitting still and it's it's a different version the hip tone version is different than the one on on murmur oh um that one's a little more i kind of like the uh, well just because i i originally heard the uh, the one on the irs records that's yeah. um so I kinda like that. But you know, you you hear the the hip tone versions a little more rockin' and a little dirtier.
1: you post that uh, to oh really? Like gritty or yeah, a little yeah, dirty? Yeah. Grittier. It's <laughs> okay. just
0: it's just kind of uh it's cool. And, you know, they they put it out later on, on their uh their different uh, greatest hits records. Yeah. Hearing this song, even though I had no idea what was being sung. Yeah. It was just there's a reason s- for that. Yeah, but I mean it's just something that was working. It was crazy. One of my favorite Radio Free Europe moments is uh, happened on April thirteenth, nineteen eighty three, when the song was played on American Bandstand. And they
1: <laughs> it does not have
0: a there was, you can dance to. Do you remember American Bandstand where you had to rate a record? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember what the rating numbers were? It was not zero to one hundred.
1: I don't remember. You
0: could rate the record between 35 and 98. And I have no idea why it was 35 to 98, but that's what they came up with.
1: I do not remember that.
0: So um, so it was a guy and a girl, and both gave it a 95. And uh, the girl says it's uh, it's more danceable than the other song. And then Dick Clark asks, is it a hit? And she says, sure, why not? And uh, the guy says, uh, it's determine a hit song. And the guy says, if it's easy to dance to in a club, then it's a good record. And then Dick Clark says that's proof in the pudding, (laughs) and so there you go. Um, But it's 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 great just watching. You know, they play maybe like a minute and a half snippet of the song, and you just see these kids in their like totally eighties dancing to the song, and it's it's phenomenal. It's one of my I I love I've I once in a while I'll watch that. Actually, last night I watched it. It was just fun.
1: We're gonna post this because I I I've not seen this. I'm gonna look at it.
0: Oh, it's great! It's great, and as is the album Murmur. You know, yes, Rolling Stones' best album of 1983, mm-hmm. which was beat out uh, some album called Thriller by I don't know who, and Synchronicity yeah. by another no-name band, and <laughs> and this other album and called War by U2. Is that how you pronounce it? That's how you say it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you know this this one beat beat out those. It was uh, Rolling Stones' number eight greatest album of the eighties. So murmur, yeah, murmur was my entry. <laughs> like, yeah. This is something new, and and this felt like, kind of like your, like my band. These yeah, are, you know, it was like my secret band because I didn't know anyone else really in high school that that knew about the band, or I didn't really, I didn't have any REM shirts or anything, but I had this album. know it was just like my little,
1: yeah, my little band. That's funny. It's, it's to me, it sounds like I would not have guessed that about American Bandstand. To me, it sounds like, and maybe because I know now and I know the band now, this to me sounds like the ultimate college radio song
0: sure but you didn't know it at the time I mean, no we you were didn't. in high school wait, <laughs> exactly
1: i was entering college that year okay wait i want to go back to what you said you didn't know what he was saying in the song you did not right. know what right Michael's there was no internet
0: to or anything to uh, to, to get the lyrics yeah
1: and they weren't on the like, there, there was nothing on the, on the, sleeve. on the sleeves no there was,
0: oh, yeah. it, I, you know that was what when when you read all Reviews of the albums, like, well, no one really knows what he's saying, but it's it worked in the in the mix.
1: Do you know there was a good reason for that?
0: What is the reason?
1: He hadn't finished the lyrics by the time they recorded the album. He said in an in an interview with NME in nineteen nineteen eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Michael Stipe <laughs> described the lyrical content as complete babbling.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. They were all trying to find their their way around yeah. it. I mean, I remember the first time I saw it was for the second album. I never. I didn't see, I think they might have even played Magic Mountain, I think, or something, something like that for the first oh, album, which I never saw. I think... Yeah, which I never saw. They used to have shows at Magic Mountain, like oh, good Oh, sure.
1: Steve's not missing persons there. Oh, yeah.
0: So, yeah, it wasn't just Spinal, spinal Tap with Puppet Show. Yeah.
1: No, definitely <laughs> not. They had. They did have good bands. They had yeah. that nice little theater. I've seen bands there, too. Yeah. Great
0: place to see new bands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember, like they were all trying to. Figure, I remember Michael would be singing a song and just kind of wander off to the like behind the drum kit. And like, where are you going? You are the lead singer. Yeah. Sometimes you know it, it, they it, they were unique. It wasn't like this wasn't big rock and roll. This it felt like an independent, like just trying to do their own thing. Just you know, they all had their own individual personalities. And, yeah, and all shine through. So, and
1: you were you've been a loyal fan.
0: Yeah, I still love them. All right, enough REM talk. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the REM talk. What uh, <laughs> is this still on the list? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, it is. Yes. yes. One better than Der Commissar. It's a uh, number 61.
1: 61. Yay. Yay. And, and I, well deserving of it.
0: I didn't realize it actually made it onto the Billboard charts. Number 78, which was uh, oh. pretty good for an independent uh, band. Number 68 is Don't Try to Stop It by Roman Holiday.
1: Do you remember this song?
0: I do remember the song.
1: Did you remember before we were? I
0: did because yeah. that's one of those songs where you hear the title and it, you immediately hear the the melody of the song. That's all the
1: lyrics that to me I can't think of any of the other lyrics. But it's like an earworm. Yeah, it just <laughs> sounds.
0: It sounds like uh, sounds like Wham to me. I was I, okay. I listened to it last night. And I'm like, oh, this is a Wham song.
1: So if you like Wham, it'll show up on your Spotify. If you like Wham, you may like you may like Roman Holiday. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, Do can you tell me anything about this song?
0: No, I mean, it, it made it up to uh, 14 in uh, the UK and number 68 in the US. Yeah. It's not a great song. It's catchy. It's, it's catchy. catchy. It's, I don't know. Got a good
1: beat and you can dance to it?
0: Maybe. Like, it sounds like Wham! Like I you know, I kind of, I might like Wham! songs more now, knowing that where mm-hmm. George Michael was headed, so I kind of appreciate those songs more. Yeah. Um, So I don't know why. I mean, I heard this and just like, no, this is not for me.
1: Okay, <laughs> you you see, so you're wait. Are you saying that you didn't appreciate the George Michael songs or Wham as much not, back in the day? Not the time. No, I had a no. reputation to. <laughs> you had a reputation. To <laughs> I did home? not have. <laughs> <laughs> or he had a reputation. I don't.
0: I don't know. It's like no, the, you know, like you listen to the Wham, it just felt like a like a boy band, or you know, like <sighs> this is. I I I think I like the songs. I didn't. uh, I didn't love the songs or appreciate the uh the production or what was going into the the songs and it took me you know like with a lot of things over time Mm -hmm. they they hold up or maybe it's maybe it's where that that career is going to in the future that makes me look back and like oh these were good
1: songs okay however you get there yeah
0: kind of like you know justin timberlake or someone like that yeah right
1: so super talented yeah oh because george michael i mean i i i loved the music at the time but i have such a deeper appreciation for it now Mm -hmm. but i always loved it and i loved wham because it was catchier you know catchy catchier i think than george michael solo but then you know i want to follow him i wanted to follow him forever and so i really i dug a little deeper you know read the lyrics which you know i don't always do Mm -hmm. and i just god such a such a talent Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So
0: the one Roman holiday bit of trivia I have is regarding guitarist songwriter Brian Bonham. Brian Bonham is now uh, a professor and chair of Russian history at Youngstown State wow. University. Teaches a number of courses in modern European history and environmental history. So I looked him up. Here's a, I, if you want to give him a call, there it is. It's right there. You can, you want to talk about uh, Don't Try to Stop It.
1: What? <laughs> Wow, that's that's very impressive. Youngstown is in Ohio? Uh,
0: yeah, in Ohio.
1: That's really impressive.
0: Yeah. So, he's doing that. And uh I I think uh, Roman Holiday is no more.
1: Maybe they'll do a reunion, maybe they'll do their one song on one of the 80s tours.
0: Maybe we should give him a call right now and see <laughs> what... Okay,
1: we can interview him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't think he will be happy to talk about us.
1: No, but we can talk about <laughs> European history. God, that's really impressive. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Pending so there's Roman your, holiday to all right,
0: Roman holiday. Oh, by the way, is Roman holiday on this updated list?
1: Well, I think it's catchy enough to have stayed on the list. I'm going, I'm going with no,
0: that is correct. It is no longer on the list.
1: I am three for three today. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> all right. Number 67.
0: All right. Send me an angel right now. Yeah.
1: Right now. Real life. Yes. <laughs> from is heartland the, is
0: the band. This is a, this was a double hit. Did you know that
1: a double hit meaning when they re-released it in 1989?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, but you know, it, it reached all the way up to uh, number 29. In, in uh, actually, it, it peaked in 1984, and then they re-released it, and then it went up another three spots to number 26.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you know they were Australian?
0: Uh, no, I did not. Uh, they sounded uh, they sound like from the UK. Right. I,
1: I would have guessed that. They kind of
0: remind me of Pet Shop Boys in a way the song
1: oh yeah kind of I can I can see that yeah so I you, you found, did you and this wasn't necessarily your cup of tea this type yeah thing, uh, yeah. yeah it
0: was not my cup of tea yeah. it's uh, I, I don't know I, I listened to it's a it's a decent song it sounds like K-Rock from 1983 I could see why it was played totally Um. <laughs> but I, I think uh, number 29 on the US charts is probably deserved. you know that's about yeah. as high as it should go yeah <laughs>
1: Okay, if Dave is creating the chart, if I was okay. creating
0: the chart, uh, is this on the updated list?
1: Uh, it's definitely on the updated list.
0: It is indeed number yeah. sixty.
1: I am four for four.
0: Look at you, go yeah. go go! And
1: I, do, I absolutely would have guessed that it was ahead of Falco and R.M. Or uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That yeah. So, so yay for send me an angel.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Yay for send me an angel. Still <laughs> lives on.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, another band that lives on is OMD, which oh, is yeah. number sixty six. Yep. Um, this is the song "Radio Waves." Do you remember this song?
1: I do. I, I were were you a fan of OMD?
0: Yeah, still am.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, this is uh, when I would listen to this. I'm like, I played it. Like, oh my ah, uh, this I, song or Dazzle yeah, ra- Ships the whole I, album. No, I played radio. I played Radio Waves okay. just to remind myself, and then I played it again. <laughs> like, oh, this is kind of like this. It's a great dance song. It. um uh, and actually, when I was listening to it, like, oh, this reminds me of Kraftwerk. And then I looked on um, on Wikipedia, yeah. and they had a review of um, of this of this this whole album. The guy from NME uh, said, "Once Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark get any place, you can guarantee Kraftwerk were there at least five years previously."
1: <laughs> That's okay.
0: Nothing wrong with that. No, no, I- no but that, but uh, this album's so. Whole- Holds up, and this song holds up. I, agree I think with it's a, you. A, it's an original work. I I love it. I really like them.
1: I I agree, and that it, it was a good follow up. That doesn't always happen. <laughs>
0: yeah, they and they continue. I think they they still tour and uh, yeah yeah they're still playing around. They do their eighties eighty shows.
1: <laughs>
0: Andy McCluskey and Paul Humphreys. Yeah, um, yeah, just great voice and great unique sounds. So is this uh, this OMD song? Is this unique OMD song? Still on the charts.
1: I want it to be, but I don't think it is.
0: It is still on the charts. Oh, Num- okay, number fifty-eight. <gasps> Yay! Yeah,
1: that is very exciting.
0: Super exciting.
1: Okay, <laughs> I, good. I'm. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm happy. No, I, to, I'm I, happy to be wrong.
0: No, yeah. O M D is. Uh, they were one of the yeah staples of K Rock.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess we never said the full name of the band. I know they go by O M D, but it's Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark which I'm sure anybody listening to this podcast probably knows that, but... Yeah.
0: Do you know what REM stands for?
1: Rapid Eye Movement? That's correct. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me something else. Some secret no. Well, secret o-
0: honestly, it means nothing. Yeah. I mean, the band always said. It's just letters. I mean, you know... Yeah, Make up it what you want.
1: How about we take a break right now?
0: Okay. We've been counting down a lot, and I've lost count, so uh, let's regroup, and uh, we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to what difference does it make?
0: Uh, moving on to sixty five, we got the B 52s legal tender.
1: Yes, yeah, from Whammy. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's your fan? What's your favorite Whammy? You like the uh, the Whammy bar? You like uh, the tremolo from uh, the guitar? The Whammy bar?
1: <laughs> That's it, yeah. Do you think yeah, of, yeah like surf like music? That. They always
0: have like that. The mm. wham- wham- wham. I don't know where you know. I, whammy is just a fun song. Yeah, fun, uh, fun to say. Sounds like a uniquely B fifty two song, yeah. Or B fifty two's word.
1: There's a whammy, yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you whammy ever watch? Kiss.
1: I like the whammy kiss. <laughs> Did
0: you ever watch Pressure Luck? No. Where they scream, no whammies, no whammies. There was always like <laughs> it was like a trivia, and you would hit a button, and it would kind of determine what um, what type of question you would get. But if you hit like this little red monster, it was called the whammy, and and that would set your your uh, cash totaled to zero.
1: So this is a game show?
0: Yeah. Don't you remember the screaming, no whammies, no whammies? No. Really? Oh, I'll have to, uh, I'll send, we'll, we'll post we that as well. we got a
1: lot to post. So, yes. I do not whammies remember Whammies is a great
0: word. Have you seen Anchorman? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Champ Kind? No? The sportscaster? What was his, what was his expression?
1: No whammies? <laughs> no, it
0: was, it was whammy.
1: As, oh, in, yeah. <laughs> as in,
0: g- as in Gene Tennis at the plate and whammy. Okay. Right. It is a good word. It's All a right. multi-purpose word. Okay. So there, there's my whammy okay. trivia. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes. And, oh, and
0: then there was and, the song.
1: Oh, the song.
0: <laughs> yeah. Legal whammy, tender. Yes.
1: Legal and, tender. I thought you were talking about. And heavy. Whammy, whammy kiss.
0: Equipment.
1: <laughs> they were so unique. I mean, I,
0: it's I a great I every
1: episode. I love 1983. Yeah.
0: Now this was a good song, and plus, uh, no Fred Schneider on this one. Usually, I, I like Fred. On, um, you know, he's a good embellishment, but yeah. with this it was just Kate and Cindy, and uh, that's You're they're, right. They're both wonderful. I love Kate Pearson, who sang on a number of REM songs.
1: Yeah, and uh, good, good uh, harmony.
0: A really good song, and is it still on the K Rock updated list?
1: Yes, it is. It's
0: a minor hit. It is. It is number yeah. fifty nine.
1: I so, um, so slipping
0: in between real life and OMD they, okay. they put in legal tender
1: okay uh, so I'm I'm f- I'm five for six yeah doing well okay thank you I'm still at an a
0: all right um <laughs> all right so now comes a bizarre song this is number sixty four okay wait
1: can we go back sorry please go ahead there can we point out that they are also from Athens that we have two bands from Athens Roger oh. just in this ten chunk of songs
0: good point yeah. B52 is also from Athens. Yeah. Nice It's a small town. Mm hmm.
1: A small musical town. Yeah. And go ahead. All these tidbits. You know, Cindy Wilson, she's the only member who is not a vegetarian, only member of the B52s. Okay. Hmm. How about that? How about that? How about that? Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So now we go to number 64 Jimmy the Hoover. <laughs> Tantalize. Woo woo ee. Yay yay.
1: Do you remember the song?
0: A little bit. Okay. Not proud of this song. I, I'm not proud this song exists. It sounds like a kid song to me.
1: Yeah, I, I and didn't. I saw the
0: video. Like, oh, this sound, this looks like something I would watch. Show my kids like uh, when they were yeah four or five years old. The wiggles. Old. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was. It's fine. <laughs> This was well, Malcolm McLaren.
1: Yeah, they were managed by Malcolm McLaren, so uh, you got to give him a little bit of credibility, right? I mean,
0: I guess he was all over the place. He had his clean-cut uh Jimmy <laughs> the Hoover, he Chip. had his Bow Wow Wow, his little temptress yeah. with Bow Wow Wow, yeah. and he had his filthy band with the Sex Pistols.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was all over the map. He was. I
0: guess it, he, he thought maybe guessing. this was like super commercial, like maybe he was this was his trying to get like okay, let's get the ultimate commercial Let's sound. get a hit. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Just blatantly try and let's try and do whatever it takes to get a hit
1: yeah (laughs) and their only hit by the way
0: (laughs) it wasn't really i mean it made it up to 18 in the uk that's a hit yeah that's hitty enough this was uh did you see it was produced by steve levine who produced color by numbers Yep. so that's (laughs) nice
1: (laughs) it's a good connection for us
0: yeah but this could have, I don't know, this sounds like a Baby Shark type song. Yes. Instead of doot, doo 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 doot, there was whoa, whoa, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah.
1: Very good comparison. Yeah. I'm not sure it even kept, caught on as much as Baby Shark.
0: Thankfully. <laughs> oh, all right. So less said the better. Is this yeah. on the update? Uh, no, I don't think of it is. Of course ends. not. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> less said about the better. Yes. I, my apologies to Jimmy the Hoover.
1: <laughs> I like the name though. And I, actually I don't thought even know. I, is
0: there a Jimmy in this band?
1: I don't think so. No, there's a Simon and a Derek and a Carla and a Flinto.
0: Flinto. It and
1: was a my Chris favorite. and a Mark. Flinto was oh, your favorite? Flinto was my favorite in the band. <laughs> Flinto was the bass player. Ugh. But he was then replaced by Chris Cole.
0: That's why I dropped the band after Flinto left like it wasn't <laughs> the
1: same. Okay.
0: Okay. So, yes, we know this, is, this was not on the list. And so we move on to number 63.
1: Pat Wilson with Bop Girl.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name Pat Wilson. I remember the name. When I think of Pat Wilson, I think of the, uh, the drummer in Weezer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who this is not because she is a she, she Pat.
0: She is indeed a she. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, as opposed to, uh, Cindy Lopper, who she bopped. She bopped. She bopped. <laughs> this was, this was the bop girl.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it was, uh, no, it wasn't about I think what she was what just Cindy, bopping around. Yes. This is, this is just
0: s- <laughs> sweet, innocent bopping around. Yeah. She was a journalist. She wrote uh, this, uh, Pat Wilson wrote for Go Set, a 1960s pop music Hmm. newspaper. She wrote her column under the pen name, Mummy Cool. Yeah. So there you go.
1: That is cool. Uh, You know uh, that this, the video for this song, do you know who it starred?
0: I I did see that, but please (laughs) tell me.
1: (laughs) It was Nicole Kidman. She was 15 years old. Yeah. Did Did you watch the video? Uh, I did watch the video. Did you see her? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. She looks the same, yeah, same she, face. She does look the same. Yeah. <laughs> she insisted, yeah, I'm sure you saw the same information that the video can be used for a BBC documentary about her career and also in a, an American Cinematique tribute to her, which yeah. is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, well, you, yeah. you got to get your start somewhere. Mm. Why not be a music video?
1: Yeah. Like Courtney Cox. That's right. As I
0: just saw, um, Pat was used the pen name Mummy Cool, and I just realized that the, uh, the song was written by her husband, Ross Wilson, yeah. who was in a band called Daddy Cool. <laughs> so there you go.
1: Yes, and he was in another band called Mondo Rock.
0: All right. But, <laughs> all right.
1: And hey, the song kit with this song went to number two in Australia.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think it won an award for best debut single. I mean, that's something. Yeah. You got to begin somewhere.
1: You do. Yet, I still do not think this was on the top 80 chart. I think this song was deleted. That's correct. Yeah. Okay.
0: Very good. We I have did- number 62. Can you tell me what it is?
1: It's The Eurythmics, Love is a Stranger.
0: Correct.
1: I love this song. Well, of course. Do you course. love this song? Yes. Because I mean, it's, it's Love? Because
0: it's The Eurythmics. It's Annie Lennox. This yeah. was our, well, it wasn't our introduction to her, but this no. was one of the songs from that album.
1: Yeah. This I probably my favorite song on the album. Oh yeah. Yes. Do you like this song? I
0: yes, yeah, I yeah. like all the songs. I, I um, it's funny I didn't get into the I I like all the Eurythmics songs. I don't know why I didn't I, I didn't get I aboard didn't. the Eurythmics uh, bandwagon until I I think a couple albums in. Like I, I thought it seemed like it would be a one hit wonder for something like Sweet Dreams or you know. Wow. Like, um, hmm. but yeah, but they kept having, but I liked all these songs. I thought, all right, well, you know, I don't know. And was, giving them a chance. Yeah. And plus, you know, Annie Lennox had this different look to yeah. her. Um, I almost thought there was lo- a
1: Lori Anderson like, totally. back then. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, yes, yeah, uh, as a teenage boy, it just didn't connect with me at the time. As you get older, you know, as I got into college, yeah. like, oh my God, she is realized that she's super cool and, you know, can yeah. write a really good song.
1: Yeah. Or 10. Yes, or well, 20. right.
0: Well, love, yeah, love is strange. I think I am sure she did the lyrics, but you know, like in in the describing love. Did you? I, I wrote down the lyrics. Um, describing love, she says it's savage and it's cruel, and it shines like destruction. Comes in like the flood, and it seems like religion. It's noble and it's brutal. It distorts and deranges, and it wretches you up, and you are left like a zombie.
1: Mm-hmm. I just,
0: yeah, yes, and I want you. <laughs> it's an and I watch you so. It's an obsession which is much better than uh Anna ever said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> much better.
0: Yes. So, uh yeah, I mean that's just like you read that and I'm like wow, that's uh
1: She's on it. She has her Yeah, her, that's
0: that's some good uh, that's some good songwriting right there. She's
1: describing love the way I would describe love. Yeah. In a much better prolific way. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. This
0: was the first song on on their uh, Sweet Dreams uh, The first so, song was, on the album. On the album. Yeah, yeah. it was first song on the Sweet Dreams album. Um, And this was the first single and it flopped. And then, yeah. yeah. I mean, it it made it up to 54 originally in 82 and then came Sweet Dreams and then that took off immediately. And then they're like, all right, let's try this uh, this Love is a Stranger song again. And then it it made it up to number six.
1: I love that when you really believe in a a song, you know? I mean, to release it again, not everybody has to take that chance. They didn't have to take that chance. They had already had a bunch of hits from that album. Right,
0: right, right. You had, you know, Sweet Dreams was a, was a big hit? Then, okay, well, this last song flopped. Maybe we should go on something else, and they didn't. We will see the rhythmics uh, many, a couple other times on uh, in 1983.
1: Yes, we will. Is
0: this song still on the list?
1: This song is on the list because I want it to be on the list.
0: It is on the list. <laughs> Here's another thing. We will talk about Sweet Dreams later. On the K-Rock updated list, they've added Here Comes the Rain Again. Oh. That's at number 76.
1: And, and what is this one? This
0: was not... Here comes the rain again was not on the original pu- the, the original list, mm-hmm. but it is now on the updated list.
1: Okay, and that's this song, cool.
0: This song, "Love Is a Stranger," is at number fifty seven.
1: Oh, that's a good spot for it.
0: It's a great spot for <laughs> it. All right, so we will wrap up this episode with uh, song sixty one. <laughs> this is by this young up and coming uh, artist <laughs> by the name of David Bow Wow Bow. How do you say it? what? Who Bowie, is it?
1: dude, Bowie.
0: Okay, David Bowie, China Girl. Mm good stuff (laughs) um yeah so this was um you you want to talk about this you want to take this
1: well i'll only tell you a personal anecdote okay memories but it has nothing to do with david bowie or um okay my love or passion for david bowie but it's one of these things that i'll always remember and i i don't know why because i was a this is when he made you know i mean this was a turn for him this was a um he went in a different direction
0: yeah, you know, well, from, he, from
1: all the other stuff that we have loved, you know, he, had loved.
0: He hired uh, Nile Rodgers of Chic <laughs> yeah. to yeah. to produce this album. He's he writes hits.
1: Yeah. This was this song was released, well, it was 1983, it was on Less Dance, and I was in, we I was in my first year of college. And I would take a Spanish class and because at the time I thought I was going to minor in Spanish, and I met this guy in the class who I fell madly in love with and the feelings were not reciprocated, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. Although I did, here's a story, I did buy, here's a story within a story. That's what prompted me. I never had an answering machine on my phone Mm. before I met this guy. And when he said that he was going to call me, I ran right out and bought one because I thought, oh, I don't want to miss this. Nothing ever happened. Nothing came of it. Except that I did, I did find out.
0: You still have that answering
1: machine though. (laughs) No, but I, I should have, I, there was no message from him on it. So why would I have saved it? Um, I did find out that later on that he was a a big uh, drug dealer, and he drove he drove a Corvette.
0: He was like Falco. He probably liked Falco
1: a lot. You <laughs> so reminded me of Matt Dillon. Anyway, we spent our time in the Spanish class trying to translate this song "China Girl" into Spanish. Mm. <laughs> so that is can, my you,
0: can you sing? Can you sing me? I'm some? not going to. Can you just uh, recite a few what? lyrics?
1: Ojos de azul, eyes of blue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you say visions of swastikas in my head in Spanish?
1: Uh, no.
0: <laughs> you could.
1: Yes. Okay. I would say fotos de swastikas en, entre mi cabeza, entre mis orejas, between my ears, you know, in my head, something like that. Okay. Yeah. You, but yes, so so that's my story about this nice. yeah. I Yeah, so it'll, it, this will always remind me of that.
0: That's funny. Yeah. Um, Iggy's and, uh, and David Bowie's versions are quite different. Yes, they are. Iggy's is... You have a preference? Is dirty. Well, yeah. yes, I, I love Bowie's version. Yeah. But yeah, even I think there was some comment that like um, only oh, only Niall Rogers could take a song with a, with a lyric like Visions of Swastikas in my head and make it a pop hit.
1: Right. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. any did.
0: Yeah. I did read a thing. Um, are you familiar with the author Susan Choi? Um, She wrote this book, Trust Exercise, that just came out. It's uh, uh, recently won the 2019 National Book Award in Fiction. I just put it on my list of books to read. centers around a group of performing arts students in an unnamed southern city during the 80s. She's a child of the age, She's probably our age and a phenomenal writer. But anyway, they in Pitchfork, a couple weeks ago, they asked her her favorite song, like songs that, that, what is she listening to right now? And she singled out uh, China Girl. And she said, um, all of the Bowie songs from the early 80s are very meaningful to me because they were the first ones that I really loved. Musically, I don't like China Girl. It's one of my least favorite songs of his, but that song has preoccupied me a lot. Bowie had this incredible, suave, incredibly sophisticated, almost knife-like presence, and yet he's so gentle. One of the reasons China Girl was and remains so confusing to me is because of its many layers. At first listen, it could sound really racist. And then, after several listens, it actually feels as if Bowie is, with incredible insightfulness, dismantling all of the layers of objectification and orientalism and sexism that are wrapped up in the stereotype of the China Girl. You can listen to this song and feel like either he's perpetuating that stereotype, or he's actually understanding it better than anyone else ever did. He always seemed like somebody who, if you sat down and talked to him, he would have listened and understood. I think it's very perceptive, and especially from someone of that, you know, she she's that heritage, and to hear a song like China Girl um, it comes
1: from a different perspective, yeah, than, than we do.
0: Right? I went, yeah, it, it never, you know, as a white boy in the San Fernando Valley, it didn't really, you don't think Michael resonate died. with, yeah, it didn't resonate with me. Like she touches on his vocals, and like, yeah, you can kind of hear. That's why he connected with so many people. Is just the way he presents songs. <laughs>
1: And the description of him that she wrote before you described this song was totally accurate—like a knife, but so but soft, mm-hmm. something like that. His presence, yeah, that's uh, so accurate.
0: Right? Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I yeah. read this and like, oh, okay. I mean, I need to look into her yeah. uh, her book. <laughs> I like grew up her her latest yeah. book. Yeah,
1: you read it first and then let let me know. Oh, I will. <laughs> or listen to it.
0: Uh, Yeah, the Audible. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Might just do that. Oh, that's right. You're digging up the... uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby.
1: The 80s music trivia quiz book. Okay, so what's... will ask you all the years.
0: All right, so you are asking me?
1: I believe I'm asking you. So today Dave is going to answer these questions. Okay. Which of these albums by Duran Duran was released first? Notorious, Rio, Duran Duran.
0: Uh, Well, Duran Duran.
1: Very good. In which year... These are always our favorite. Did yeah. Bonnie Tyler release the song Total Eclipse of the Heart? 81, 83, 85.
0: Okay. See, that's funny because I was thinking later. but uh, total—what Was it Total Eclipse of the Heart? Yeah. Um, 83.
1: Very good. All right. Good guess. Which one of these studio albums by Tina Turner was released first? Break Every Rule, Foreign Affair, Private Dancer.
0: I'll go with Private Dancer.
1: Very good. You are three for three. All right. Dave, you get an A. <laughs> well, Which song so far? Okay. You have an A so far. All Let's right. see if you can keep the A. Which song by Duran Duran was the theme music for a James Bond movie? Judah Kale. Good. All right. Who released the song Dreamin' in nineteen eighty?
0: Are you talking about Blondie?
1: Nope. I'm what? talking about Rod Stewart, Leo Sayer, or Cliff Richard.
0: Um, ooh, okay um Dreaming in dreamin 1980. Dreaming with a like an apostrophe. Yes. Okay. See, that's a good one because I was. Just, uh, boy, I will You're not. Gonna I'm, gr- I'm gonna just guess Leo Sayer.
1: Nope, it was Cliff Richard. Okay. Okay, so it was yeah. a good good guess though. All right. <laughs> <What the> <laughs> <laughs> it was a wrong
0: guess. That's not a good guess. Yeah. It okay. was just wrong. It was okay. a good guess. It okay. was just it was, wrong.
1: <laughs> Which of the three Lionel Richie albums released in the 1980s was released last? Mm. Can't Slow Down, Dancing on the Ceiling, Lionel Richie.
0: Here, let's see. So Can't Slow Down was probably like 82. I don't know. Like, All right. So I'm going to guess that Lionel Richie, like a debut. Maybe that came first. Can't Slow Down. And then what was the other one?
1: Dancing on the Ceiling.
0: All right. So Dancing on the Ceiling was 84. Let's go with Dancing on the Ceiling.
1: Very good. Right. Dave, I love the way you, you break this down. <laughs> very impressive. I oh. just blurt it out. Sometimes you go with your first, sometimes right? right? we go with our first instinct, but very good. I like the way you break it down. All
0: right. Well, I got to look at, uh, now I'm thinking about Dreamin' and uh, and Cliff Richard.
1: We're going to have to listen to it. Yeah. All right. Who had success in 1986 with the song Breakout?
0: Breakout. That was uh, uh Everything But The Girl, wasn't that? The, or Swing Out Sister. Very good, yeah, a...
1: very good. Okay, <laughs> you are six for seven. Which song by Madonna contains the phrase last night I dreamt of San Pedro?
0: Last night I dreamt of San Pedro. It's Las, Las La Bonita.
1: Very good, La Isla Bonita. I uh, know, yeah,
0: so you, you could sing that in Spanish.
1: I could, if I knew the lyrics <laughs> fan. Okay. What was Bonnie Tyler's birth name?
0: Ooh, I will not know that, but go ahead.
1: Okay, Anna Bullock gainer hopkins or susan Bellion. this is just going to be a guess right why
0: would you change your name from all right susan to bonnie
1: (laughs) bonnie tyler has a nice ring to it bonnie
0: tyler is a great name Um, all right
1: anna bullock gainer hopkins
0: see if i was anabolic anna bullock
1: anna bullock gainer hopkins or susan is a great
0: name i'm going to go with susan
1: no, it was Gaynor Hopkins. She changed it from Gaynor Hopkins.
0: Gaynor Hopkins is a great name, and you yeah. made a huge mistake, Bonnie Tyler, even though Bonnie Tyler is a good name, too. but Gaynor Hopkins. Yeah. I like
1: that. I totally agree.
0: I like that. Huh. All right. Next time I see Bonnie, I'm going to... Give her hell. Hey, Gaynor. All right. You're ahead.
1: seven for nine. Okay. All right. Who released the song The Rain in
0: 1986? Blame it on The Rain? Nope. Uh The Rain. The The Rain. The Rain.
1: I know the song because it was popular when I was an intern at Power 106. So your choices are Ray Parker Jr., Billy Ocean, or Oran Juice Jones.
0: Well, then I think you just gave it away as Oran Juice Jones. How did I give it away? Because you worked with Power, and that's something they would play.
1: They probably would have played. Uh, you're right, but they probably would have played Billy Ocean to Ray Parker Jr. Ghost what investors. is the correct answer? It is the correct answer.
0: All right. Um, actually, I do remember that because Donald Glover was on SNL. He did a parody of that song, "The Rain."
1: That song. Uh, it
0: was a. No, it was a. Uh, it was a skit on uh, Saturday Night Live. I'll have to, uh, we'll post that.
1: Wow, that's a lot of video this week.
0: Yeah, I know. So much.
1: Hey, it's time for us to go.
0: (laughs) Now it's time. Hit the road, Jack. Now it's time to say goodbye.
1: To all our family. Thank you, everyone, for listening to What Difference Does It Make, the podcast.
0: Thank you to Joel for. uh,
1: For creating our brilliant uh, music.
0: Yes, which I will pop up right there. Oh, there you go.
1: So check us out. Check us out on all our our social media and uh, give us a shout. Let us know what you think.
0: Yes, W-D-D-I-M podcast is the, uh, the key word. Yep. All right. So until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later.
1: Over and out.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.